0: Hi guys, I'm Giuseppe Santamaria, the photographer behind Men In This Town and editor of Mitt Magazine. Welcome to a brand new season of Portrait Session, in partnership with Emporio Armani. This season I'm doing things a little bit differently. Instead of shooting Men In This Town in my studio, I'll be capturing them in their natural habitat living La Dolce Vita and finding out what living the sweet life actually means to them in this day and age. In this episode, I'm back in Sydney chatting with James Stanton Cook, aka Jimmy Halfcut. Having been an optimistic environmentalist ever since he can remember, James and his partner Jess traveled to South America in 2011 to volunteer in the conservation work of the Amazon rainforest. Seeing the continued destruction of the environment, wildlife, and local communities, they wanted to help raise awareness and funds to support conservation efforts. With 50% of the world's forests gone, HalfCut was created to empower people to take action on global deforestation, by cutting half the forests on their face, sparking a conversation, and raising money to protect our rainforests. I know all this environmental news can leave us feeling hopeless sometimes, but this episode with James gave me hope. There are solutions out there, and I'm proud to be sharing them with you on this podcast. Head over to meninthistown. dot to view selects from our portrait session. And in the meantime, I hope you enjoy the conversation that took place.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, and this is the thing I think. I guess we can hold him. Yeah,
0: yeah, Yeah, it's going. We'll start off with uh, introducing yourself, your name, your age, and what you
1: do for a living. Sure, so my name is James Stanton Cook. More recently, AKA Jimmy Halfcut. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good name. Yeah,
0: it rolls off the tongue. Totally,
1: yeah. So, I mean, obviously, since the campaign, that's where Jimmy Halfcut came about. Uh, I am 33 this year. I like to tell to people age. the, the shave, yeah, there you go, the shaven side, it's hey, 1986, you know. the beard side, 1786. But
0: It's funny how you can look at someone and see two different ages, <laughs> it's kind of amazing, because yeah. you never see that, just that shaved kind of beard like that, I've never seen it before. So. Well,
1: I'm definitely showing my age because the dye back started, I've got yeah, a few right. whites in there now, so uh, I've earned those greys.
0: yes. Yeah, turn, when I turned about 32, the grays just started appearing. And I had my beard much fuller in the last few weeks. It's a great
1: ecosystem, by the way. It's full. <laughs> it's it very, is full.
0: That's, this is the part now, the fullest I can go, because I went yeah. a little bit and it was just driving me crazy. And I had to kind of just shape it because just that itchiness is like, it was too Oh, fritty. you get the itch. Yeah, yeah okay. I don't know what it is, but it's just so I shaped it back a little bit. And this is probably the
1: most. Isn't it funny worked. how you're saying, because <laughs> it was literally 32. Yeah. Same age, 86. Yeah, yeah. It was, and I went, oh, my gosh, Jess, my partner and co-founder.
2: Yeah.
1: I went, look, I've got a white. Look at it. Check it <laughs> Check it out. And it was look, long. even
0: more than now. <laughs> well, that was the
1: problem. And she said, oh, don't touch it. I went, no, but, please. And I pulled it out. And honestly, after I pulled that one out, that one out, yeah. it just went like wild. Oh, f- my God. F- it, it, on my, and anyway. That's crazy. it's crazy. Uh,
0: Nothing... Not, not much no yeah,
1: look i yeah. think as i said i think uh, i've earned these grays yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i'm proud of them they're saying
0: exactly you aging <laughs> that's a good thing you know it's, like
1: a fine by. wine as they say <laughs> <laughs> I like that.
0: so what are you wearing today what's your outfit all about right now
1: well look i must say um i've never worn something that feels actually quite yeah. so fitting and huggy but it actually it's it's like you might have to tell me. <laughs> I'm really, I'm not a fashion guy. I'm yeah, sorry yeah. if I'm no, saying No, please, that's that.
2: Cool.
1: I'm all about you know reuse, recycle, upcycle style. But um, look, what am I wearing? What is this right one called? Right
0: now, it's an Emporo Armani T-shirt, basically. It's right. Like, yeah. What a basic T-shirt could be so comfy, I guess, isn't it?
1: Look, I you will say that. this: for when I, as soon as I put it on, I went, "Ooh." <laughs> I had like a feeling. I went, "Ooh." <laughs> <That's> <laughs> it's shocking. A yeah, no, that's right. <laughs> yeah. It just sort of, um. Just, it hugs nice, it feels, yeah. it's breathable. Yeah. Yes, and then, geez, I think I'm just wearing chinos that I picked up from an op shop. Yeah, yeah, nice. Uh, for a wedding. Nice. <laughs> nice. I was in Cairns, and uh, as you know, how hot it can get up in far north Queensland. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I picked these up, and then I'm wearing uh, platinums. So these shoes here, nice. they're upcycled aviation tires. You're
0: kidding. No. no. way! Wow. Yeah,
1: so you can even see the you know, few holes in the old socks. <laughs> Yeah, no, so look, honestly, my style and my look, I I base, base my principles around minimalism. Yeah. And then, you know, just knowing that, uh, you know, obviously clothing does have a carbon footprint.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I've read some crazy study that the amount of clothes we have on the planet could clothe the people five times over. Yeah, right. Um, so I kind of went, whoa. So anyway, look, you know, um, awful fashion that, you know, Sustainable, sustainable and, and I, mean, I think
0: a lot of brands are kind of moving into that now isn't they're almost being forced to yeah in a lot of ways of trying to change things up because people are aware aren't they, totally. so it's the message has gotten out there i think there's
1: a consciousness i think where people are like Look, where has this come from yeah what organic fiber is being yeah. used and i think at the same time when we know there's better products that are you know, better for the environment better for you to wear absolutely um when did you start cluing into this Look, I think I was pretty fortunate and lucky um, to be in an environment that I grew up in as a young boy, uh, which consciously was based around these principles all the time. Mm. So, um, look, I think probably when I was about eight years old was when the switch really triggered. Mm. Um, And I think, if if anything, it was probably actually more in regards to witnessing my bushland being destroyed by a road, a Mm -hmm. motor, sorry, a major motorway. So you know, as the saying goes, you know, Europe has its cathedrals. Well, Australia once once had its stand of magnificent four hundred year old Sydney Blue gums, and when I say massive, it would take eleven people, arm to arm, adults to be around these trees. Surrounding where you lived. Yeah, this yeah. was like I used to call it the Indian bush, out of Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. <laughs> <laughs> it was my little escape place, yeah. and and you know, and that's where I used to, you know, I saw my first powerful owls and you know possums and you know just. Um, the the wildlife was, you know, pretty extraordinary, considering this is the heart of Sydney, Mm. which also backed in the Lane Cove National Park. Um, But, yeah, so sadly, I witnessed that destruction. I witnessed just, uh, you know, it it was estimated at the time, 355,000 trees destroyed. Are you kidding me? And, yeah, yeah, and look, we don't say, you know, it doesn't happen... Slowly, it's brutal and fast. Mm. you know the caterpillar bulldozers are there one moment, and half an hour next these you know Gondwana ancient forest is now gone mm. so anyway, so from that from seeing that and then obviously seeing these animals dead, it did set off a chemical reaction, I think, as a young boy and mm. but I think also watching my family in the community and the struggles and the fight to um you know. Protect what just made sense Yeah Um, And when
0: was this? What year was that?
1: Jeez This would have been 1992
0: I feel like They didn't even consider Especially the 90s 80s and 90s They didn't Mm. consider Any of the environmental stuff Did they?
1: No I mean You were sort of seen then As just a tree hugging hippie Yeah You know It's progress And yet Mm. We're still on this sort of Road A building You know Open cut mine
2: yeah, it's you know coal seam gas. It? It's
1: like it's progress, it's jobs.
2: Yeah.
1: And it's like well, we really are at tipping point right now. Mm. I mean, it's quite damning the news from scientists and all the reports and where we're really at. Um, it's like you know, if we're wrong, you ripper, mm. fan bloody plastic. Mm. we we stuffed up. Yeah, but yeah. if we are right and the models and everything else is much worse than what they've actually predicted we are really heading towards our sixth mass extinction mm. at an existential global wipeout. <laughs> and to me, it's like, even this interview, what's the point? All the I, art, I all the music, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, but you get what I'm saying, like, everything we've done as a species. I mean, we can fly to the bloody moon. Mm. Yet,
2: I'm you know, 50, 50, 50
1: years later, why the heck can't we come together and banner together and get this right? Because, you know, we then move forward as a species. And then, look, the frustrating thing is... Um, So, while you probably heard a beautiful, yeah, they're pretty loud here. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) that's the beautiful flooded gum there. But um, yeah, look, it's one of these things where you know the solutions are there, the technology is there. Uh, You know what we really need is you know the willpower from governments to really get behind this and listen to people. But when governments fail, then we need everyday heroes and people stepping it up and really being proud to take action on this because we are the last generation as stated by the United Nations to deal with this climate crisis. Yeah, right. so we are the last generation. It's, it's on our shoulders mm. and obviously the people above us and we're seeing this with these incredible young kids at the moment as well who rightfully so are deeply concerned with where things are going because, yeah, you know. <laughs>
0: yeah, I feel like <clears throat> I mean, a lot of people easily, they hear all this stuff that's happening and they just kind of have no hope and they're just like, well, let just yeah. let it happen. How do you fight that in yourself and then kind of try to encourage other people?
1: Yeah, I mean, look, don't get me wrong, mate. I, I literally have to go by day by day at the moment. Mm, absolutely. Because every day, like I, I, I live and breathe this industry, not even this industry of the movement or the environmental sustainability. It's like, it's me. Uh, I wear the issue on my face, mm. as you know, with the yeah. half beard, and again, which is to represent half the world's forests are gone. So I'll come back to that. But yeah, yeah. look, I think what it is is um, for people who have almost, you know, gone. It's very interesting. There's, I find you get two people. oh, she'll be right. We'll be right. We've got plenty. And it's just like, You've got to do some re- research, man.
2: Yeah, right. <laughs> you're reading bit, the wrong. You're yeah. reading the
1: wrong stuff. You're mm-hmm. being influenced by the wrong people or yeah. the wrong papers. Uh, the wrong radio shows or chat shows it's like um you know you've got to get out of that box because it's not right
2: yeah.
1: you're being fed false information and you are everyone there's no one on this planet who is not being affected by this climate crisis emergency mm. but um the other side of it is obviously then people who'd be like well bloody hell yeah it's depressing mm. it's shocking yeah. what the heck can i do and it's almost turned to nihilism ah well i'll just party it up and drink it up and do what i'm doing and just you know move on with it. yeah Yeah, i mean look i think it's 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 look look, i'll tell you it hurts it bloody hurts Mm -hmm. and it's hurt for for me since i was eight years old until now um you know there's probably been times of undiagnosed depression but Mm. i've just dealt with it in my way um which is always to try and be you know upbeat and positive and Engage with like minded people who are, because I'm not the only one. Mm-hmm. There's incredible people before me, mm-hmm. you know, the Bob Browns of the world, you know, the Jane Goodalls, you know, the um, David Attenborough, who's now turned around at 94 and become vegan.
0: Yeah, right, so 94.
1: 94. Because, you know, yeah. this is the thing like, you no, know, the facts and the science don't lie. Like, 80% of all global deforestation is due to animal agriculture. So we are literally eating our planet to death because, so 80% of all the global world deforestation is animal agriculture. We've got 70 billion animals on the planet, yet there's only 9 billion 70 human. 70 billion? 70 billion owned. So these are you know, big agricultural businesses owned animals. They're not wild.
0: So that's not including wild? No. We've
1: only got about 3% of wild species left on the planet. I mean, how heartbreaking is that? We have 70 billion owned for slaughter, and the you know the the methane gas and the water that's required, and you know the the carbon footprint to even you know ship them around. And so this is the thing. It's like they're they're very as I was saying before. We've got these solutions. Mm -hmm. We just need people to you know activate them and harness them. And where I do have huge hope and optimism is veganism. Has increased by seven hundred percent in two thousand seventeen.
0: Right, and so quickly. Wow. Th- the
1: number one uh, since two thousand and eight that blew the New York Stock Exchange was Beyond Meat, which is about vegan. It made in half an hour two point six billion dollars in shares. Oh, right. So, yes, with the, so you thing. do see this yeah. momentum happening, and then you see incredible, you know, athletes and actors and performers like they're heading that way. And I think it's on a number of levels. It's it's the you know, the lack of respect for an animal that it's owned mm. from the moment it's born to the moment it's slaughtered. The issue to water and land and deforestation. But then generally the health benefits. Yeah. So it's almost like it's a win-win-win. So, mm. I, mean, um, I mean, I guess, look, the reason I bring that into account with talking about this is, you know, the reason why I look like this is because, as I said before, half the world's forests are gone. We can't afford to keep losing anymore. No,
2: absolutely.
1: Yet we are. I mean, last year, the size of Belgium we lost in, in our tropical rainforests. One of our greatest solutions to fighting the climate emergency. So, no way. Yeah.
0: Where did this come from for, for you in kind of growing up? Yeah. What kind of, what were the steps that you wanted to take to eventually kind of make change? Like, what did you want to do for a living when you were young? Like, what do you do <laughs> Well, What's I mean, wrong? funnily
1: enough, I was a, a lunatic rugby player. <laughs> loved rugby and yeah. I loved baseball. Yeah. They were my two things that I just was obsessed with. And even at a very, very young age, and I used to, I was heavily involved with Save the Bear Foundations, Save the, Save the Sun Dancing Bears Foundation. Um, and even then, I wanted to raise, so I used to volunteer as a young, you know, 10-year-old at the Royal Easter Show with them. Mm. Loved it. It was great. Um, and this was shocking stuff that happened, obviously, in parts of Asia where they would make them dance, um, you know, they'd be muzzled or de- poured and clawed Insane, and even their bile was saw- seen as some sort of a, a medicinal, medical property. Yeah. Not the facts, not, not, not true. No. Um, not too dissimilar with all the shark fin soup and all the cartilage. The- <laughs> anyway, horrendous stuff, know, right? We all know it, horrendous stuff. And where do you draw the line yeah. before you lose your sanity? I probably lost it five times over. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, look, I th- I wanted to be a professional athlete. Right. I thought if I become a professional athlete, I could probably s- I put all huge amounts of money and, you know, sway into raising awareness about it. So
0: it went hand-in-hand hand there. It's like, it's get a profile. Yeah, um,
1: yeah, totally. I mean, look at the awesome David Pocock. Yes. You know, that was, you know, <laughs> and Emma, like, just incredible. Oh, it's
0: amazing. All- you have this platform, and especially where it's like you want to talk to sports is such a, a broad mainstream thing and it's totally. like you could reach such a massive audience there yeah. and it's an audience that I think can you change you could change their minds I think and it's so important for athletes
1: to do that I think mate I still kick myself because I'm just a has-been now oh, um, nice. but <laughs> but I always think my gosh could you imagine if even in the rugby world or whatever because the reality is we lose a football field and a half every second of forests right. like you know every second a football field and a half I mean imagine that great representation saying look you know even being able to get that message clearly across the supporters mm. in a stadium just to sort of sit mm, yeah geez wow didn't know that oh wow like that's an issue we've got to stop that so i mean so that was the the thought process as a young young boy Mm -hmm. really up until i was about 23 uh and then sort of you know i studied i trained as a pdhpe health teacher yeah uh and then also moved on to doing ag science because sort of thought you know wanted to make sure that I could get a job mm-hmm. <laughs> not do all this training and because yeah, then sort of then I was like how do I influence you know not influence but you know be a green thumb for good yeah. to educate young people to want to engage and take action um, mm-hmm. so I did that and along that journey I had been involved in so many forms of you know environmental activism and animal welfare mm-hmm. um, and look as I was saying before I think it really does stem back to my incredible mother uh, a wonderful passionate earthling for you know more so animals and and the environment um so I was very fortunate to have that you know individual to really get behind me and say look take this like you know like be a part of this it's you know all the things that were um you know um I was just very fortunate to be in that environment where I was encouraged to do this stuff
0: and what did your mum do
1: so, mum also was a teacher. Yeah. But prior to that, she'd been heavily involved with um, animal liberation. Nice. So she was. It's it, in your blood, then, isn't it? It's in the blood. It's in yeah. the genes. And actually,
0: it's not everyone's blood. Look, <laughs> it should be in all our blood. Yeah, yeah.
1: I kind of feel we've, you know, with technology in a way, and I call it the net Netflix generation where we have become really quite disconnected from the environment, yeah. even the environments we now live in. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that I think a lot of people find, you know, the environment quite frightening um, because, you know, understandably if you've grown up in a hotel, i oh, sorry, in a, um, you know, um, apartments and, mm. you know, 14 levels high, um, you know, I th- look, it's there's probably needs to be more research into it, but um, and probably has been in saying that. But, um, yeah, it's, I was fortunate enough to, have this in my blood and I even even going further like as we all do you want to find out you know your history and your background my grandfather who was a farmer um, he actually started a practice called happy green farming oh, wow. so yeah where he used to plant native trees within per acre to address salinity levels and provide shade for his stock so it, oh, wow. and this was, and my mum was two when he passed away So it just shows there is a gene there. Yeah. Because I've always been interested in getting hands on in trees and planting and, you know, watching the development, watching them grow and, uh, you know, permacultural practices, you know, permanent environments for life Mm -hmm. that can, you know, for everything and everyone, just not humans, all the other species um, and animals. But, yeah, so there's something definitely there. And, I mean, I guess, you know, I did my teaching, uh, you know, did some incredible programs for schools like Trees for Bees where I'd plant native edible plants shaped in Aboriginal design with mm-hmm. n- installing a native stingless beehives. Yeah. So there's no issues of anaphylactics. And it was great because, you know, it was just something that I, yeah. I got a real kick out of and still want to venture back down that path. But I think when, you know, I, um, me and my partner, Jess, when we went to South America uh, for a bit of, I, I wanted to go to the Amazon. Mm. I wanted to be in the Amazon. I don't know why. I just sort of think all the documentaries I watched as a young boy and everything—it was all you know, Amazon, Amazon, you know. Mm. And even then, just hearing you know um, the, the devastation that was occurring, I thought no. I want to, I want to go and see it before it's gone.
0: And what was happening?
1: Well, the levels of deforestation for uh, cattle ranchers, mining, hydro—you um, know—they're sort of the biggies. Logging, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, you know and just one of the most biodiverse hotspots on the planet like the biggest tropical rain you know rainforest on the planet it's like who who does not want to say that like i just felt there was an an instinct to go there and
0: no oh, that's deep like that's for sure that's I mean, yeah i think that's really just human and that we all have i think to see that i mean totally. that's where we come from so it's that's exciting.
1: it Before, i mean that's the thing like yeah, I mean, we have all come from the planet, but even before we were here, like we, the DNA shown that. we, Yeah, we've come from trees. Yeah. We've evolved from trees. You know? and it's, and and I,
0: this, think, I mean, even like, like my family's from Italy and it's, even when I would go to Italy, I, I wasn't born in Italy, I was born in Canada, but it's like I have that, that sense of like, whoa, there's history here. Like you feel it in your bones. God, of like, totally. So imagine where you go somewhere that's so primal and it's like you feel like it's, yeah, but you are a part of this you're, we're all connected and we're all yep. connected to this earth in this crazy way. And it's like, yep. well, take care of yourself. Take care of the planet. I mean, yeah. that's the importance of it all. Well, it's you know? like
1: what well, our incredible traditional Aboriginals, you yes, know. Yeah. The longest thriving civilization known on earth, 70,000 years plus, as they, they say. They know
0: a lot more than us. Well, it's, it's, <laughs> it's unbelievable.
1: It's incredible, the knowledge that's stored. Yeah. But, yeah you know, to, for, and it's right, if so, if, if the planet's sick, well you're sick Mm -hmm. and i deeply believe in that because i've just feel you just got to look at people now um you know with even the food we eat the chemicals and pesticides fungicides and herbicides to um you know the technology we're constantly surrounded with and addiction in a way Mm -hmm. with that as well but um yeah i mean i think on that front you know we still got a long long way to go but but yeah, but I mean, look the the Amazon. I wanted to go. We wanted to go and see it, and we spent nine months in South America doing a bit of travel and a whole bunch of conservation work. And during that time, I grew a really big beard. Yeah. Uh, and this is before beards were in. Like this is <laughs> and, uh, 10, nine, ten? Yeah. Okay. Right. And so I sort of grew a traveler's beard. I thought I'm going all out here. And um, it wasn't until we came across a really incredible woman called Rosa Marie Ruzzi and she its incredible (laughs) yeah yeah a Boliviano fantastic earthling and she mapped out Medidi National Park so you know you're doing something really well and really right when you've been attempted assassinations three times by your own government so this is how incredible this woman was for the protection of you know ancient rainforests uh, and wildlife Mm. So we spent a bunch of time in her Serene Reserve, uh, about six hours upriver from ruin Rabahi. And from there, that's where, it's quite interesting. I had the big beard by then. And all the tourists that were coming in, were sort of helping out with um, just, you know, all kinds of bits and pieces with the operations of the Serene Reserve. And um, people were constantly, oh, man, the beard, it's awesome. What's going on? Yeah, cool, man. Like, you know. And it was Jess, my partner, who said, oh, it's for conservation. And my brain just
2: went,
1: oh, my God, Cons- conservation, the beard, the beard is the forest. Yeah. The beard is the yeah. ecosystem. It is, you know, it is an <laughs> ecosystem. So, you know, it was... <laughs> yeah, with pride, absolutely. Totally. It's like, let it grow. Yeah. You know, even if you can't, it's any ecosystem. It could be a mangrove system. It doesn't really yeah. matter. Just let it grow. So you had that and
0: idea of the forest on your face. When did it half cut? then
1: come into well yeah so we didn't actually get out of south america for some time after that so uh we actually ended up uh going from south america central america u.s and then we ended up teaching in london for two years so we were sort of developing and trying to map out how we were going to create a charity yeah so
2: you had that
0: in your head had it in our head and
1: we were going to just call it beards on Right. So our journey actually started off as beards on for conservation. Yeah. Grow a beard, a winter blanket challenge, 91 days of winter, grow a beard, wear it proudly, raise yeah. money for rainforest, or for, for conservation. And um, so we've, we did that. And look, you know, we've, when we've, then we came back to Australia. So we're talking like three or four years later mm. um, to, you know, and we've been working on the programs and how we're going to roll it out. We got back to Australia and we went, wow, there's a lot of stuff going bad here as well. I mean, we're the only developed country in the top 10 for deforestation. We're number one in mammal extinction. Um, you know, we are the second driest continent on the planet. You know, out of uh, in 2018, out of the hundred hotspots on the planet, we took 90 of them. Okay. So this is where it's like, oh, and then we've got the Great Barrier Reef and then we have the incredible Daintree. And there was just so many things. And then, you know, let alone the horrendous you know, logging of old growth forests here in New South Wales and Western Australia and Tassie, the Tarkine. So, anyway, the list There's went on. home. Oh, there was There's huge yeah. amounts. So, I was like, okay, well, far out. Like, um, what – so, we went, okay, let's just roll with this beards on for conservation. Let's give it a crack. So, we raised – in our first inception, we raised, I think, $38,000 for land care, which ended up planting uh, just over 10,000 trees at Bundanon Trust. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um Yeah which was fantastic as our start. We were absolutely thrilled. Mm-hmm. So were all our supporters and donors because they could come and plant the trees that they yeah. helped raise funds for. So very he- very heavy and big on the storytelling of people mm-hmm. feeling very connected to what they've done, seeing where the funds had been raised and what they went towards. And then, you know, it was one of those things. We had competition. Yeah. Lots of other beard groups <laughs> cracking <laughs> well, on. Well, that's the
0: thing. The beard trend came on. The beard trend like came <laughs> on and it was
1: just like we were the environmental guys. Yeah. It wasn't sexy enough. Yeah. Which is the sexiest thing out of everything, really? Yes. I don't see people kicking out and you know. And it
0: affects all the other things. Everything. Well, things are going for right. Totally. Now. Yeah. Well,
1: it's that,
2: like it's all.
1: Well, their mental health is linked to you know getting yes. out back in the environment. Melanoma is linked to the atmosphere being stuffed and. Tell me about it. Yeah. So for me, it was like well, instead of just trying to deal like you know with a an issue, let's deal with so let's deal with the core issue. Let's not just try and create, you know, something down the line once issues created. So anyway, look, it's um, it's a consciousness that is slowly evolving and getting bigger. Yeah. Um, but, sorry, I got distracted then. No. <laughs> With the car coming in. <laughs> Bit okay. of fossil fuels pumping along. <laughs> we'll get a woof of it in a second. <laughs> there you go. The <laughs> um, <soundtrack. laughs> yeah, so the half cut thing then came about where we went.
0: And this is when?
1: Yeah, so and. Seventeen, at the end of the campaign, when I found out through, because I'm I'm big on content and the, the, you know, United Nations, you know, Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change stuff like, um, you know, the Food and Agricultural Organization, you know, like the biggest, most important reports in the world, but uh, don't listen to them. They've only been doing this for 60 years, possibly all their whole life, but pff, uh, we don't need to listen to them. Yeah. But it, is, it wasn't until I read that and found out all this knowledge about animal agriculture and, you know, we have actually lost half the world's forests. And actually, it's more heartbreaking for tropical rainforests. It only once covered 12% of our planet and now we're only at 3%. So really, I should be more than half cut. I should yeah, be right. like, you know, two, two-thirds gone. Um, but that's just a weird... <laughs> <laughs> this is the asymmetrical... yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, we we, we did the season, we got everyone together, and we said, hey, look, guys, what we want you all now to do, you've grown something great, you know, um, we really want to try and wear this issue now that half the world's forests are gone. So, we're at the opera bar of all places, Mm. and we cut our beards in half. There's only eight. Yeah, yeah, there was eight of us. Sorry, pre-cut, and having a laugh and taking photos. And we're at the opera bar, and... We're all having a laugh, having drinks, and everyone's like, what's going on? And we're like, oh, at that stage, we're still saying, oh, yeah, we're beards on. You no, know, we were just uh, all unpaid. Is that what
0: it was called, beards on?
1: Beards on. Yeah. Beards on for conservation. And then um, it was sort of weird because, like, oh, but you're half a beard now. What's going on? It's so, like, yeah, look, you know, it's just a rep- we've, done, we've grown the beard, and now we're going half, you know, we just had half cut at yeah. the time. And um, the police turned up. <laughs> And we're there and they're looking at us and they're like, You guys right? And we're like, Yeah, you're right. And they're like, What's going on? And we're like, Yeah, oh man, we're like charity. I'm like, why, why? Why? And they're like, Oh no, we just got to call in that there was something a bit funny going on. And we're you're there going, me. No, <laughs> this is dead set. And we're there going, What? They're <laughs> like, Man, we we don't plant bombs, we plant trees. Yeah, like, seriously, crazy. like, yeah, What man. the heck? So it was so funny to see just the disruption it caused. And that's, well, really? Yeah. yeah, and then that's what caused the media to come down. And then all of a sudden they're having a chat with us, going, What's this all about? What's going on? Like. A charity like a not for profit. Wow, you know, just that
0: one afternoon night, one evening, all thing, it, yeah. one
1: evening, and oh, it was, a, it was a laugh, but then it got us a bit of media attention, and you know, we got a bit of airtime on you know, the project and whatever. Yeah. Um, so that you know, that was great, and it just for then it just sort of lodged hey, this is a disruptor, this is creating people to look yes. and ask rather than me giving them a piece of paper and copying flat because it's paper. And yeah, I get that, I do, mm. right but it's just like in the biggest scheme of things, you know, anyway, so a bit, you know, or doing door knocking or phone banking or, you know, market stalls for 12 hours on end just to get people to come to you. For once yeah. they were coming to us. Mm. They That's wanted weird. to know what was going on. Yeah. So that was, what was, was, was so interesting to watch. And the other beauty of it is people were laughing. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. so rare in our movement. You ever get people, ha, 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 you know, Cause it's we've just killed more and ra- and orangutans. Like, you know, yeah, like, right. yeah. Well,
0: it's, it's, I think people could easily get depressed by it all and then kind of yeah. seclude and don't want to get involved in it. Yeah. But this is like, you get a smile right away and then you get a conversation going because of what it's all about. <laughs> Absolutely. It's like, well, then that's kind of elevating it, definitely. Compared yeah. to something that just would be kind of somebody, you know, just preaching, to this, to, yeah. preaching it too much because I think Tyler. people are turned away from that. Yeah. And it's like, well, you're saying it in a very relatable way, I think. Yeah. You know? And
1: look, I've been that guy. Hmm. I've been that oh, young, wow. angry yeah. fella who's just, you know, screaming inside, internally. Rightfully. Yeah. Like, why don't you get this? Yeah. Why is this not so important to you? But, you know... You as, have to as think we, about
0: how humans are and how you communicate and absolutely.
1: how you respond. Yeah. And that's no one likes being shouted at. No. no one yeah. likes being told what to do. Mm. It's like it's a journey that everyone needs to go on and sort of understand and... Not even understand, but just go on their own personal journey. Yeah. But, um, yeah, and I guess, if anything, it's just that... That time. I I genuinely believe if we had 50 years, you know, to address all of this, we'd get it right. Mm -hmm. The fact that, you know, the United Nations Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, the IPCC, have said it's now nearly less than 11 years before its irreversible runaway climate chaos. That is frightening. Mm -hmm. So, and I get it, and that's where, oh, hear no evil talk, no evil, see no evils, you know, that whole emoji (laughs) sort of thing. Um, yeah, I can get why people turn away from. So, we're than with this, we've decided now we want to empower people. We want them to know that, hey, you know, we protect a whole acre, the size of a football field, for just two dollars fifty, mm-hmm. half the price of a coffee. Two bucks fifty saves an acre for life. Then all of a sudden you go, wow, that's pretty bloody tangible. You're like, it is. Mm-hmm. And we've with our partners. So who we've now partnered with. Um, so moving on from beards on, we've now become just half cut. Right. And that's all we focus on now. And then we've opened up to females and kids, which is even, it's just awesome.
0: So how does it, that work then? It, it, it takes place in August?
1: Yeah. So the month of August is, we still say winter, hey, get growing. Right. It's yeah. cold. Everyone's a bit miserable. Yeah. You let it grow. Who cares? Um, hair, beards, underarms, legs, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's hair. You know, it's there. It's organic. Yeah. And then, yeah. Um, we really ramp up August just to own the space to say, look, this is you know, what we're doing it for. This is you know, why it's so important. These are solutions, it's medicine, it's water, it's carbon sequential, you know, it's threatened endangered species, the list goes on. And then August 31st, one day of action, everyone's half cut, right. national half cut day, wear it on your face. If you even want to go to work on the Friday, yeah. go for it. If you want to wear it for a week, go for it. If you want to do it like me for a year, go for it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, look, you know, I haven't told many people this, but I'll tell you, but I've, I've, I've loved it that much. It really has changed my outlook on it all now as well mm. uh, of how to engage with people and in a fun, positive way and, I kind of feel it's not going away anytime soon. Mm. I think I'm going to wear it as a a remembrance that we have 11 years to get this right. And look, it probably could even be less than that, shockingly. Mm. But, uh, you know, can we get it right on the 11th hour? Maybe. Mm -hmm. Can our ecosystems adapt and recover from that? Maybe not. This is the thing. So, I mean, we're looking at that with the reef right now. Like, we could be doing a campaign on the Great Barrier Reef. Half of it's coral bleached and dying. Mm. Um, half the world's forests are gone. We now know that half our produce that we all eat or don't eat ends up in a bin. Yeah. So there's so many half-cut messages to it. Like we are, it, it's flipping a coin right now. So every every person who you know, I get people all the time. Ah, two face. Oh, I'm gonna well, yeah. I'm we gonna get it right. Heads or tails. <laughs> hey, we survive. You know. Yeah, right. Hey, oh no, yeah. we're all stuffed. <laughs> so you know.
0: Really <laughs> yeah,
1: that's the thing. And that's yeah. where we're at right now. Yeah. So what I guess I really hope is. The universe in some weird way is trying to draw us together. And I'll never say that. I was never that type of guy, but too many incredibly weird coincidences have happened in the last year. Um that
0: you have to pay attention
2: to those.
1: Gotta I mean, yeah. I mean maybe even having a chat with you, it's you know, it wouldn't have happened. Right. But then I've also met some of my heroes, you know, that I never thought I'd be having a face-to-face chat Mm. with or an interview. But because I decided to take a risk, which is a positive risk, mm-hmm. um, I was, I'm bloody committed um, because, you know, I, I want to make sure we as a species get this right. I, I know we, we can. We just need more people to be, you know, own it, proud to have owned it. Because I tell you what, let's just imagine, right, we get it right. I mean, that is the biggest story of, our, of humanity's success, mm-hmm. that we got this right. We, we we know we created this issue with our greenhouse gases. Yeah. We know we created the destruction. We know that we're losing, you know, we've lost over 84% of our flora and fauna on our planet. We know we are the driving force behind that. Imagine if we turn that around. But yeah. like you want to be at the front of that. You want to be saying, yep, yeah, we were there. Yeah,
2: absolutely.
1: I was on board. We were on board. We yeah. did it collectively. Um, so, yeah, I mean, look, I guess that's... Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited. I'm terrified. Yeah. <laughs> Freaking terrified. <laughs> but I'm also, like, I get a buzz. Like, I feel that yeah, it's... Um, and, you know, and in all honesty, we're fortunate enough to think that we're the most intelligent species on the planet mm-hmm. doing all this and communicating. But it really is also for all those other incredible species who have never had a say in what we determine as progress.
2: Yeah.
0: I think maybe a lot of other species that are smarter in a lot of ways (laughs) they didn't let this happen (laughs) it's like you know so who's the dumb one Tyler you know (laughs)
1: Tyler I mean all
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's we have a lot to learn and it's just by looking around isn't it I'm just seeing how it was done by nature and it's yep we screwed it up yeah. But we can fix it. It's not all time's
1: money. are ticking. We yeah. we can. Then that's the thing, we can. We we you you know, have to be positive about it. Hope, optimism, that's, the only but, thing that's gonna help. And I think the other thing is, you know, just take action now. Like an, a like on Facebook or whatever isn't really action. No. Like go and find something you're passionate about. If it's if it's deforestation, hey, come join us. Mm. Um, or if it's plastics, if it's, you know, um, You know, even changing, you know, deciding to become meat-free for Mm -hmm. a month and going on the journey. Like, just challenge yourself. I mean, I think, you know, we're we're clearly, we like challenges as human beings. Let's, you know, maybe challenge yourself to be better. Mm -hmm. That's beyond you, but for everything and everyone. um, That's that's my mindset of where we're at. Challenge yourself to be better. Challenge yourself to be a less consumer. Get on a bike or public transport challenge yourself to not do air travel time Mm -hmm. you know that's a a, another monstrous one yeah so there's just it's just you know it's um yeah we'll we'll see
0: see. so what is kind of your average day in Sydney like what what do you kind of get up to
1: you can see my uh I think it's geez my eight-year-old fixie there
2: eight-year-old fixie
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's like a a bike romance going with that thing there (laughs) Have have had it stolen. It was actually you can see all the hand. It was my Captain uh, Planet bike when I was riding it in uh, the US. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, my average day is waking up and reading some pretty grim stuff. Yeah, right. Which
0: kind of you are.
1: This doesn't stop. We finish this, and I'll be emails and calling and chatting, and I just know this is my life's journey now. This is my life's work, Mm -hmm. and uh, it's not just. One thing I get a bit frustrated. People think it's like a fashion, and it's something that you know you're just trying to be a hipster. Like I'm no hipster. No. I'm no. Not I, a hipster, I'm, no But yeah, yeah. Not there's anything wrong with hipsters.
2: No, no. You know,
1: although some of them are I jokingly say they're harmless, but they're hopeless. <laughs> they, they won't. You know, God forbid losing a beard for something that would yeah. support them. Yeah. Um, you know, and look, I guess going with that is like you know, um, you know. I mean, me and my partner, we've now raised hundred and ten thousand dollars in 10 months of being half cut so our rainforest acre count is like 45,000 acres on our back I'm okay. bloody proud of that yeah. I'm bloody proud like, it even boggles me to go 45,000 football fields I go what How? You know, I can't even imagine it but you know when as I said with our partners Rainforest Trust when we're up to 22 million acres protected globally yeah. it's still a drop in the ocean compared to what we're losing every year so anyway but um, yeah so you know, I wake up uh, my paid job So I'm in the environmental activism movement. Right. Uh, My paid job is for an organisation called Lock the Gate Alliance. So they're all about uh, supporting communities, supporting traditional owners, supporting farmers uh, to protect water, land and climate. Um, So it's about keeping coal and gas in the ground. So uh, coal seam gas, a.k.a. fracking or unconventional gas extraction uh, and obviously our horrendous open-cut mines. Um, So... Yeah, that's my pay job. Mm. Uh, so been it's in just, both ways. It's yeah, well, look, like, yeah, that's your it. Your
0: hobby is uh, doing great, and your job doing great. Yeah. It's not even a hobby. Well, a hobby.
1: Even, even with the job, like I yeah. was actually worried. I mean, what other you know job takes someone on with half a beard for a year? <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to be sacked. And when I said, I said, look, guys, oh, I'm going to do this. Yeah. Um, initially, I, th- I think they thought I was bluffing, but the beauty of it is like I'm I'm a I'm a community organiser so my role and job is to engage people and get them activated and find what ticks them well this is the open cut mining this is the drought this is you know aquifer destruction from you know and look it, it infuriates me because we've seen the catastrophic impact that fracking has happened in the US and then here we are we've brought it to Australia we've seen the impacts to you know groundwater and you know um Bore water and you know pollutants and health and mental health and stock dying and you know, the list goes on and i mean look you know I, in saying that i do cop some flack because i work for an organization that and as i mentioned before you know the number one cause of deforestation is animal agriculture mm. so in a way what i am doing is i'm I'm very big on making sure that no, that it's all about coal seam gas and it's all about further mining. See, yeah. That's where you know, because at the same time, it's a it's a double whammy. Mm-hmm. We've got all this carbon, we've got all this methane. You know, it's it's giving. Mm-hmm. It is giving now. Um, hence why we watch the Arctic just melt away. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. So that's my page job. So you yeah, obviously get up and read lots of reports and get updated with lots of news about you know f- more approvals. So every tiny little victory we get, you know, that mole hole gets knocked on the head for a moment, 12 mm. more pop up. So um,
0: I, I think even just something you just kind of touched on is just that thing of sometimes contradicting yourself. And I think it, mm. it's, we can't necessarily think of ourselves as being able to do perfect everywhere yeah. and everything. Isn't it kind of just, you know, at least pick something that you can do good at and kind of let that grow totally. as much as you possibly can. You yeah.
1: Know? I mean, I'll, I often wish I could just literally split myself in half. Yeah. And It is right. You got that job. <laughs> you do that one. Yeah. and else, <laughs> Let's catch up at dinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, no, look, it's, it's, again, it's a, it's a hugely, uh, incredible space to be in. Um, you know, uh, very proud to be in that mm. space as well, because, uh, you know, it's, as you know, I always say, it, it's, it's literally exciting and terrifying. Mm. Um, I you know, generally get a kick and a thrill out of it, knowing that you know we can inspire people to be more educated, make more informed decisions, mm. uh, think outside the box of what they know, you know, uh, and challenge them again just to sort of say, well, okay, so that's what you think, you know. Well, w- would it hurt to look at this, mm. or look at that, or absorb that? There we go, the the murderous cat. <laughs> Not my cat, by the way. It goes, sure. it goes, yeah. it oh, man, it, it runs across the little beehive we live in, as i was said before, and <laughs> um, I've had many encounters through that window. I mean, look, look, incredible creatures. It's not yeah. their fault. It's in their nature, but, my gosh, it shouldn't be out. It should be in no. bloody doors. Right. <laughs> I, I always get the giggles because people always talk about, oh, cats, they're the, you know, they kill the most wildlife. It's like, well, yeah, they do, but we're forgetting there's one other predator that does it better. Us. Us. Yeah. We're the number one there we go so but at the same time anyway, yeah, yeah so that's <laughs> that's my um, see I don't stop mate <laughs> <laughs> hey it's
0: it's, all. it's that's naturally you oh. and you're able to spread a message that's the thing it's like you need to be able to kind of keep going and yeah if you know
1: how to, which is good yeah so <laughs> no look that that's my job and then I you know obviously deal with lots of uh, other concerned passionate people and earthlings and community groups mm. um, who you know want to see serious action um, I mean you know who would have thought that this current government, they're allowing mining to happen yeah. in Sydney waters, drinking, you know, Sydney's water, you know, the dr- drinking water. It's incredible and um, yeah, so it's that and um, you know, supporting traditional owners, of course, first and foremost, there's a massive campaign at the moment uh, against Origin Energy. don't know if you're a customer. but um, no. no. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're looking to frack the Northern Territory and if that goes ahead, it's equivalent at, at a conservative guess of uh, 55 new coal-fired power stations. Oh it's God. the wrong time, the wrong place and we just can't afford it right now. So, yeah, it's... Um,
0: I, the fun thing is I don't get where... People think about yeah, just making money, and it's like, well, what's the money for in the end? Mm. <laughs> there's no planet to actually use that that's money it. in. Yeah. What's the point? Oh, uh, you know? uh, <laughs> it's,
1: that's it. It's, it's
0: like it's all about yeah.
1: Until every fish is eaten, every tree is cut down, every river's polluted, you know, will only then man realize they can't eat money. Yeah. Um, no, I think it's a famous uh, Native Indian um, chief uh, quoted that, but yeah, look, it's. Uh, I mean. The other thing I get I always giggle about is you never you always see people who've got the money, they're usually kicking it back or not even have you know, have money or money in general. They're always in the environment. Enjoying nature. Enjoying nature. Yeah. It's like it's it's just really for me it's like are we so split from this? Mm. Like I'm happy to go and ski and do this or I'm happy to go and see a bushwalk or do this and then but switch off to the fact that something just as pristine and beautiful like that in other areas being completely destroyed. Mm. Um I don't know why is this, how we've evolved, how we're so good at putting that screen up. Yeah. And pretty pretty quick, I've, I've, in my experience of... Uh, I mean, for me, every freaking last remaining tree matters. You know, um, and it does. Every bit of habitat that we can be left for animals matters. Um, you know, it, it, if it's backyards and, you know, or let alone you know, even the idea of national parks being... Hacked into now, it's you know for mining or for forestry, mm. yeah. It's uh, yeah, it's um, yeah, as you can see, I, I, I'm naturally getting a bit flat there because <laughs> it's just like far out, really. Come yeah. on, what's,
0: what's one kind of finishing up here? What's yeah. one positive thing we can kind of leave on, or at least uh, uh, something that you could encourage us to take on?
1: Sure, so. Uh, I think I mentioned before, challenge yourself to be better in an aspect that is going to have an impact on the environment. Mm. You know, um, naturally, I would say if you want to really have, if you're feeling lost and hopeless and you want to, you know, make and feel good Mm. and know that you're having a tangible outcome, if you can't go half cut, if you can't braid half your hair or undercut or you Know half closed, half it's half cut anything, yeah, right? Yeah. And we just, it's <laughs> that's, that's the beauty of it. It's you know, um, if you can't do that, go and start your own rainforest protection counter. Mm-hmm. You know, to think that five dollars, even you know, that gets matched dollar for dollar with our partners Rainforest Trust, that becomes ten dollars. You've just then saved five acres for life, you know, or come along to one of our events, August 31st. You know, we've got mm-hmm. countless events going on, uh, in Sydney, in Canberra, in Melbourne. You know, we've got um, a whole bunch of fantastic independent breweries supporting us. Awesome. So if you drink every beer you drink from the Karma kegs, you're going to save three acres of rainforest. That's so cool. there's there's so there's many
0: fun things to be able to fun do right things yeah. to
1: be involved yeah. with, to feel good about, to know you're making a difference. And then hey, look, we honestly do say you know for anyone who is a participant, a donor, um, you know, and it doesn't have to be this year, it can be you know years building up to your own profile, or your own page. You know, you go and hang out in our eco lodges in the Daintree, the mm. world's oldest rainforest, 160 million years old, five times that of the Amazon. You know what I mean? Go and see what you've helped protect. Go and plant trees in the old world's oldest rain, uh, the world's oldest rainforest. We've had our ambassador Costa up there in Poor West; they're all planting there, which is great. So I mean, look, this is the thing: it's it's stories, it's memories, it's things to feel good about, um, which I guess is what we we storytellers aren't we so yeah
2: absolutely
1: make it your story make it your challenge and feel bloody good about it
0: yeah and it's get out there and just kind of breathe it in you know it's like totally. i think we're out here outdoors and just talking about it and it gets you inspired just by being around a little bit of nature and it's like you know you want totally. to protect this you know so
1: yeah well i mean look as i always say being in nature is mature, mother's no, mother, nature's mother's medicine you know yeah. or yeah. I said that completely wrong. <laughs> Mother's natural medicine. There you go. So, yeah. And I and mean, that's the other thing. I mean, 1% we utilize yeah. of our uh, tropical rainforest medicines. 1%. And yet 2,000 different types of fruits came from rainforests. It's like there is still so much to be discovered. Mm-hmm. So if we talk about human health and, you know, addressing that, well, let's, let's dig a bit deeper research yeah. into looking at what other... Incredible things we could pull out of these rainforests, so yeah, amazing. Get half cut. Thank you, thank you, thank (laughs) you. Actually, I'll nominate you, mate. (laughs) I can see that great ecosystem. You've
0: encouraged me now, kind of, (laughs) you just opened up my mind a little bit more, and it's like, it's, I I appreciate that. And hey, I think I probably can, yeah, we can can grow back, yeah, exactly. We can grow back, that's the thing. Thank you for your work, I really appreciate it. Thank you for taking part in this, I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Um, where can people get more information?
1: So, hey, if you want to hear me ramble on and see more of me, just go to jimmy underscore half cut on Instagram or just jimmy half cut, I'll pop up. Uh, can't miss it, obviously half a beard. <laughs> and um, Or please go to just www.halfcut.org where you can either sign up to go half cut now. It's opened all the way up until the end of August, um, but we encourage people to sign up now uh, and or start your own rainforest acre journey and make a donation to many of our hundreds of other fantastic participants. Yeah. Thank you, Jimmy. Mate, thank you so much.
0: I hope you enjoyed this episode of Portrait Session in partnership with Emporio Armani. If you enjoyed this story and would like to read more stories about men in this town, Check out issue 11 of Myth Magazine, available now at meninistown.com. Have a great day, and thanks again for your support.